The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, September 25th edition. Nine games slate on tap as we begin the last week of regular season baseball. And that means obviously regular season MLB DFS is coming to an end. And if you look at the slate tonight, you can tell just by the pitching options. You got scenarios like... You know, the Indians have clinched the Central. Houston's clinched the West. Washington's clinched the East and home field in the first round. Dodgers have clinched the West, home field in the first round. Boston's clinched the berth. Yankees have clinched the berth. They're fu- one's going to be a wild card. One's going to be the AL East, so they're fighting for that at least. Cleveland and Houston, they're fighting for the home field uh, in the opening rounds as well. The D-backs have, have clinched the uh, NL wild card's top seed, so they're not really playing for much except to stay healthy. So that, that's one thing you got to wor- worry about this last week of who has something to play for. And in reality, you know, they could play for overall home field, but that's pretty much going to be in the bag. But Cleveland and Houston, they're still kind of battling for home field in, in, in the opening round. Boston, the Yankees, one of them could get home field. Plus, one wants to win the division, so they don't have to play the play-in wildcard game. There's a lot to that. Um, you, you have the uh, D-backs have nothing to play for except to stay healthy. And um, then, then you have the rest. You have some that are already tanking it as it is, some that are battling, like, you know, the the Rockies and the, the Brewers and the Cardinals. A lot going on there. So we shall see how it goes. You must pay attention to some of that stuff, and I will try to keep you posted on that as we get rolling. Uh, the pitching tonight is bad. Very bad. The lower-end pitching, I really I have three low-end guys I don't even want to use. Unless I have to. I don't want to go below an $8,000 guy, which is tough to do, especially on a Coors slate. Your totals you have on your nine-game main slate. Nationals at Phillies, 8.5. Blue Jays at Red Sox, 9.5. Astros at Rangers, 10. Angels at White Sox, 10. Cubs at Cardinals, 8.5. Marlins at Rockies, 12. Giants, D-backs waiting on a total there as there might be a pitching change in place or had a pitching change. Mariners at A's, 9.5. Padres at Dodgers, 8. So let's get at it. Your top-priced arm is Yu Darvish at 12,300. I will not be using Yu Darvish. He has been very good his last two starts. 
facing a Padres team that has whooped up on him twice this year. Twice. He hasn't looked right since he's come to the Dodgers. I said he's been good his last two, but I want to see it consistently. You Darvish of old was every start, or at least like 80 to 90% of his starts were great. He's been a mess. And on a night where we're going to have to save some money to get any any kind of nice offense out there, especially on a Coors slate, um, I'm not going to be using you, Darvish. I will take my gambles elsewhere. If you pays off, great. They also don't need to go deep with him. We saw it last week with some of their other pitchers. They took him out after about 80 pitches. No need. So keep an eye on that. I will be looking at Zach Godley. I know they don't have to go too deep with him, but I think they want to get him right after his last start that kind of didn't go so well. Five innings, eight hits, five earned, six Ks at the Padres for 6.7 points. Prior to that, 33, 27-4, 24-1, 15-3, so on and so forth. It's been amazing at home. That last start was on the road. At home, he's averaging 19.5 points and 3.03 ERA on the season. Has not faced the Gigantes, which is very surprising. And uh, when you look at the Giants, they strike out a whopping almost 20%. Like the number just keeps going up with these youngsters. That thing was so low at one time. ninety Almost 20% of the time, Godley a great strikeout rate of 26-4. Ground ball rate over 55%. Uh, probably give up a couple runs, but not a ton. Lefties at 283, righties 276. Godley at 10-6 is definitely... In play for me tonight as a high-priced option. You dip down to $9,900. You got Luke Weaver of the St. Louis Cardinals. This kid has just been outstanding. 205 ERA since he's got it going. 7-6, seven, 7-9. Seven, those are his strikeouts. Then 10-10. Kid's been flat dealing. Uh, a few things to keep in mind. You know, he had 105, 108, 98, and only 87 pitches his last start in five innings. Still got you 22.3 points. He's got 22, 3, 28, 3, 26, 6, 30.2, 27, 4, 36.8. Those are his last six starts. Nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, facing a Cubs team that still strikes out 22.4% of the time versus right handed pitching. He's got a 31.4% K rate, low walk rate, which is outstanding for a youngster. He even has a 54% ground ball rate and a low hard contract. He's got ace numbers across the board. He's young. I know it's not. He's going to have hiccups because he's young, but those are just nuts. The Cubs have a 4-1-2 total. That's uh, tied for third lowest on the slate. There's three teams with a 4-1-2. Uh, or, or I guess it's there's one of those is on the day slate, but Weaver, lefties 225, righties 282. I have no problem using uh, Weaver against the Chicago Cubs. It's a very interesting spot because the Cubs we know can't hit, but Weaver's been outstanding in a very nice ballpark to pitch in. I will be rolling Weaver at 99. You go down to Drew Pomeranz, 9200 bucks at home against the Toronto Blue Jays. Pomeranz is one of the most consistent pitchers the uh, Red Sox have had this year. 20.1, 20.7, 23.9 in his last three starts. Couple hiccups and a 29-8, a 12-5, a 17-6, 27-so on and so forth. Been very, very good. Big strikeout numbers, five or more in most starts. Averages 18.8 at home in his three starts against Toronto, 18 and two-thirds, four earned 10Ks for averaging 16.6 DraftKings points per start. You'd like a little more at 92, but at the same time, if you look at today's pitching, you will take those numbers. The Blue Jays strike out almost 22% of the time versus lefties. Palm runs a 24% strikeout rate. Swinging strikes, great. Everything is looking good. And they also have a 4.12 total, just like the Chicago Cubs. Lefties, 343. Righties, 296. They do have a short porch, but the big wall in Fenway at the Green Monster. So something to think about there. But Palm runs a 92 is in play as well. 
You're going to have to get creative with your uh, your these high price these four high price arms I'm going to talk about. You're going to have to get creative because these ones below it are nasty. My last guy I'll be looking at. I don't mind calling McHugh just in Texas. It's going to be hotter and hot. The wind is blowing in from center, but that ball that you know the double digit total it's supposed to fly, 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 fly. But I'm looking at Aaron Nola, eight thousand dollars. Bounced back nicely with a 27-6 his last time, a 36.2 prior, and an 18-6 at the Nationals. Five and a third, seven hits, two earned, eight Ks. Eight, 11, eight are his Ks in his last three. If keep going back, seven, six, and seven. So his last six, he's been outstanding. Strikeout-wise, uh, almost 20 or more points in four of six. He had a few hiccups there. There's no sugarcoat in that. Um, on the season and three starts versus the Nats, 16 and a third innings, six earned 21 Ks in the 16 and a third, averaging 18.8 points a game. We're getting about $8,000. We are getting a discount. He has not been $8,000 since a start at Coors Field on August 6th. If you want to get a real start, you got to go past August since he's been $8,000. Sure, Bryce Harper has been activated. He is back. To what extent? How fast do they put him in there? Is he in there You know, playing every day? We have to see. Maybe he is still. Nolan at $8,000, you're getting a supreme discount on a very, very high-quality arm. National strikeout 21% of the time. Nola at 26.2% K rate, 50% ground ball rate, low hard contact, great walk rate, great swinging strike rate. The kid has been very, very good this year. The Nationals a 4-3-3 total is one of the lower ones on the slate. Uh, lefty, or no, that's the wrong team. No, no, the Nationals have the second lowest total on the slate of 4.07. So, like, your sixth or seventh cheapest pitcher has the second lowest team total at 4.07. Lefty's 319, righty's 270. So Aaron Nola at $8,000. I will take that gamble because that price tag is too low. Even if he gets shelled, it is a great, great call just for the fact the upside you can get. He has $10,000, $12,000 pitcher upside. We've seen it all year. So for $8,000, you're getting a steal with Aaron Nola. So my 8K and above, I got Godley 1, Nola 2, Weaver 3, Pomeranz 4, um, Let's go to the bottom here where it gets disgusting. Very, very disgusting. You got guys like A.J. Cole at 6,100. He's been very, very shaky. Certain games he's looked great. You're looking at the strikeout total of the Phillies, who strike out almost 24% of the time. Uh, the problem with Cole is he walks about 12%, gives up a decent amount of hard contact, so you pick your poison there. The Phillies still do have a 4-4-3 total. It's the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Sixth lowest on the slate, lefties 417, righties 302. So I could go to battle with Cole if I have to. I know all these three of these guys I'm going to mention are extremely, extremely risky. But I can go to battle with them and expect, you know, hopefully at least mediocrity, and I move on from there. Go a little cheaper. You got Ricky Nolasco at 5400 bucks at the Chicago White Sox. Has not faced the White Sox this year. He averages about almost 11 points a game on the road. We're not expecting big things. We just want quality starts out of these guys. When you look at Nolasco, the White Sox strikeout almost 24% of the time. So if you're sensing a trend here, we're looking for strikeout options. He uh, has a good swinging strike rate, but not a big uh, strikeout rate. is only 18.5%. Hard contact rate's up there, and so is the home run to fly ball, which is all not good. White Sox team total is 4.79, middle of the pack today. Middle of the pack. So it's not like astronomical. Usually when you see pitchers in this range, they are astronomical. But 4.79 team total, lefty 332, righty 382. He'll probably give up some. The goal is not to get shelled, get you five, six, maybe seven innings, get you maybe hopefully four, five, six Ks, and not get destroyed. Give me a quality start. We move on, and we we survive. And the last guy in this range, and this is a real, real, how much do you want to put it on the table call? Travis Wood of the San Diego Potters at 4900 bucks 
at the Los Angeles Dodgers. He had a really good start his last time out um, at home against the D-backs. Six innings, three hits, two earned, three strikeouts at 16.5 points. Prior to that, minus 14.8, minus 10.3. This is the gamble you need to decide if you want to take it. He's 4900 bucks, cheaper than most bats you're going to target today. He's facing a Dodgers team that strikes out almost 23% of the time versus lefties. It's about the only good thing i got to say about his, his, his pitching stats. They do have a 4.98 total. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 lowest at the moment. Lefty's 360, righty's 387. Thing, the only reason why I want to bring him up, eggs, he's cheap as cheap can be. Even if he gets you like 8 to 10 points, you're happy. That's what you get out of some outfielders some nights. But look at the Dodgers lineup. Like I said earlier, they've clinched. They might run out some scrubs. They might not. They put a great team out there. You might think twice. But it might be one of those lineups that he could navigate through and not get destroyed. For 4900 bucks. if he all of a sudden navigates you and gets you 13, 14, 15 points, wow, you're ahead of the game and you have a lot more hitting options. It's just all about risk Risk you want to take. If you want to play, well, I'll first, my rankings below, it goes Cole and Alaska Wood, but Wood's the one that I'm circling the most. If the lineup's right, he becomes number one for me. Because I am a guy that likes to gamble. I'll sink with the ship. I have no problem with that. But I also want to be able to hit it big. And to hit it big, you have to gamble. Um, if you want to play just the four guys up top, you know, my godly Nola, Weaver, Pomeranz, you can mix and match that and still get good bats. We're going to talk about the bats right now. But one thing you can do with Coors and play, everybody flocks to Coors like a moth to the flame. Don't forget, I mentioned Houston at Texas has a 10 total. Angels at White Sox have a 10 total. And Mariners and A's have a nine and a half. Plus, you have two, uh, yeah, nine and a half. And the Giants, D-backs is to be determined. D-backs celebrated a lot yesterday, so that could be interesting. Cueto could be interesting. I just don't trust him in that ballpark, but he could be interesting the day after the celebration. But my point is, you have, oh, and Blue Jays, Red Sox is nine and a half. So you have two tens and two nine and a halves. You can target those games, maybe get some cheaper bats, then your Coors game, and still get the higher priced arms. Something to think about. And by having the higher-priced arms, it'll be different because everyone that pays for coolers can't afford two of them, usually. And if you get the other games and stack those, everyone's stacking coolers, you're still you're ahead of the game. It just depends. If coolers goes off, you're SOL. So let's take it to your bats, the catching position. You got Rio Muto in coolers against Tyler Chatwood, the great ground ball pitcher that he can be, is in coolers. And when you look at the Marlins, 5-6-2 total below the Rockies, 6 3 8 Lefty's 360, righty's 315 off Chatwood. So Rio Muto at 41 is actually rather cheap for a Coors bat. Something to think about there. But you got Yadi Molina, 3,700. Been hitting the ball great pretty much all year, especially against left-handed pitching. Goes up against John Lester. Lefty's 253, but righty's 345. We've been stacking against Lester a lot this year. And this is a game to look at. It could be sneaky. Could If Lester's on, you're screwed. But this is one of those gamble plays. Um, you don't have to stack the, the Cardinals. They can be a couple one-offs, or you could stack the way righties have hit Lester well. Yachty at 37 is a higher-priced catcher most won't target. Could be in for a very good spot. If Austin Barnes gets to, to start for the Dodgers against Travis Wood at 3,600, he could be in play. A low-owned option there. Alfaro's not bad. He's 35. Do you want to pay that much? Maybe. Not really. Brian McCann at 33 versus Trashner's appealing at that price tag. So you, you save some money off of like a guy like Alfaro who some will be looking at. You get down to 3000 If I say Brett Nicholas of the Rangers cracks the lineup at 3K versus Colin McHugh, I don't mind that as a, a lower-priced option. A Mike Zanino at 29 I prefer the lefty out there, but we'll take it at 29 
Uh, <clears throat> sorry. You go down some more. You like Sandy Leone at 27. It is pretty bleak down here, down below for the catcher's position. Definitely one to keep an eye on later because none of the main guys are here. Maybe Pedro Severino at 2,400 for the Nats. If you're fading Nola, he could be in play. Other than that, I'd say check lineups because there's some like Martin Maldonado. There's your play if he starts. Martin Maldonado's 2,200 bucks versus big game James. This is the kind of value upside stuff you can find. If he cracks the lineup, I know he can be dreadful. He can be horrible. But, A, it's a great park shift. He's going from Anaheim to Chicago just to the cell. Great hitting ballpark. Um, ball will fly. Big game, James. He's been better of late. Don't get me wrong. But he still gives up the long ball. More so the lefties and righties. But a guy with his upside at 2,200, that could be a sneaky nice play. Even if he just gets you five, to five seven, eight points, that's big at 2,200. Going to first base, Goldie is in play at 56. But like Reese Hoskins at 54 in Philly, I like that quite a bit. Uh, Rizzo, I'm not targeting Weaver. Now, if the Cubs blow up, that could be one of the big contrarian angles. If you're making a lot of lineups, sure. If you're making one or two, there's other places I'd like to lay my, my head at. I said I like to gamble. I'll gamble elsewhere than fading Weaver. He is due for a blow up. There's no sugarcoat in that. I'm just not going to be there for it. I'd rather pay 100 less and get Justin Bourne Coors versus Chatwood at 5K than pay 51 for Rizzo, which is why he'll be even more contrarian because of that kind of setup. You get Matt Olson at 4900 versus uh, King Felix in Oakland. I love that play. Bourne Olson, I'd take over Rizzo. Bourne Olson are probably my top two guys right now, even though I love Rizzo, Hoskins, and Goldie. Bourne and Olson are great plays at their price points. You go down a little farther. Jose Abreu's day-to-day, if he cracks the lineup, 4200 bucks is always a great value with the way he is swinging the bat, especially a guy like Nolasco and then some Angels bullpen. Angels are fighting for a wild card as well, so keep an eye on them. Now you got Justin Smoke, who does hit lefties with a lot of power. If you want to fade Pomeranz at 42, you can. But uh, let's see. Uh, Jose Martinez of the Cardinals, he's day-to-day. Big, big right-handed power. Usually hits in the middle of that order when he's playing for the Cardinals. You get him at 42 versus Lester. If he cracks the lineup, you got uh, Ian Desmond in Coors at 41. Desmond's been rather disappointing for the most part, but lefty's 360, righty's 239 against Despagne. Despagne hasn't given up a ton of homers. That's going to be interesting in that ballpark. Obviously, a different ballpark, but something to keep an eye on in that matchup. Nicky Delmonico, been pretty quiet of late. He's 4K. Good matchup versus Alaska, but there's probably better options. Got Gurriel at 39 versus Kashner. That's a, that's a good play at that price point. You look at a guy like Hanley Ramirez who does it lefties really, really well. We know Hanram has not been the best player this year. He had 21 points a few games back. Overall, not doing a whole lot. So if you want to take the risk and the upside, he's there. But he's been very, very quiet. So tread lightly. You go down a little farther. Um. Uh, I'd say guys like Ryan Healy at 35. His power upside versus King Felix is in play. Joey Gallo, my Lanta. He's averaging 5.2 his last 10. I get it. He's been quiet. A 2, a 0, a 5, a 0, a 0, a 5, a 14. He finally went deep. 7, a 5, and a 14. Hasn't been hitting a ton of homers of late. Been rather quiet on the home run front. No sugarcoat in that one. But he's facing Colin McHugh in Texas where the ball's lively. Big, big total. We look at the Rangers. They have a 489 total. Lefties 343, righties 304. Joey Gallo's $3,400. That's the kind of savings you look for when you're building these lineups with higher price pitching. 
That's the upside saving of GPP. Gallo could go for four with four Ks. Yes. But the home run upside of 3400 bucks, insane. You get Buster Posey at 3400 versus Godley. I'm not looking to ideally stack against Godley, but that's a good price tag for a Posey in that ballpark. CJ Crone at 33. I like a lot versus big game James. CJ's been hitting righties really well this year. He's hitting righties and lefties. 3300 bucks. Power ups. I mentioned the ballpark shift with Maldonado. Uh, the Angels have the fourth highest total on the slate at the moment. We're still waiting for D-backs and Giants. Angels have the fourth highest total. Lefties 395, righties 314 off shields. We've already seen their catchers cheap, their first baseman's cheap. This is the value I'm talking about. This allows you to get some value from other games, and you can still get some cores if you want, or you can put like Cron at first, Gallo at third, get little pieces of these games that if they go off, and your guys go off, obviously, you're sitting pretty. It's just the different angles to build around when you need to pay for pitches. Just trying to break it down for you in a way to, uh, to help out on this one. Farther down you go, you got like Yonder Alonso at 31 versus Goss. It's very sneaky at that price. Alonso going back to Oakland again. Uh, Seattle's got the 480 total. Lefty's 360. Righty's 367 off Gossett. Gossett, he pitches a good game like once every five starts. Other than that, he usually gets blown up. So 3,100 could be sneaky. Nice. Tomas Tellis isn't a guy I'm running to play. But at the same time, he's $3,200. And he's in Coors Field versus Chatwood. Um, cheap Coors action. Sometimes cheap course action isn't the best action, but it's there. You get Sam Travis, a right-handed bat against Anderson for Boston at 2900 And another really odd price right here. A guy we love for his power upside, but, man, $2,700 for Luis Valbuena. First base, third base eligible. His lefty power against big game James at 2700 I know it's it's usually all or nothing with uh, with, with with our boy, Um but Valbuena at 27 has some serious upside. So you can pay up at the position, or there's some big-time value here with some power if you're playing the home run game with, with three totals of 10 or above and two at 9.5. So five of your nine games have 9.5 or above, and we might get a 9 or a 9.5 in Arizona. You're going to want some home runs tonight. This might be the day to play the home run game. So that's some serious, serious value. Second base, you got Jose Altuve at 53. That's a great play versus Cashner. Jose Altuve actually has hit more of his home runs, power, whatever you want to call it, on the road this year. So he's in Texas. Check him out at 53. He's a guy that's worth paying for if you got the funds. You got LeMahieu and Coors at 46. Daniel Murphy versus Aaron Nola. Murphy's been an interesting case this year. He's up and down, up and down, averaging 5.5 of his last 10. Um, 4,200 versus Nola. Lefties do it Nola a little bit, so it's got to keep an eye on. But like Paul DeYoung. 4,100 versus Leicester. I like that a lot. But what I like even more, and I've been playing him almost every single day of late, and he's still averaging 13.4 a game. He had 11 points his last time out. 11, 5, 16, 4, 16, 16, 0, 12, 14, 40. That's his last 10 games. Only one goose egg, and seven of those were over double digits. I'm talking Yohan Moncada of the Chicago White Sox. Batting second in that order. Against Ricky Nolasco, he's a switch hitter. He's getting on base. He's stealing. He's showing power. He's being the prospect we all thought he'd be at $4,000. Great play. Great play. If you don't want to pay up for like Altuve, you save $1,300 on Moncada, you spend the money elsewhere. Love Moncada today. You got D. Gordon and Coors at 4K. It's a very solid price tag there. Gets on steals. Spacious outfields and Coors. Something people don't talk about all the time. That, that outfield is humongous. If Gordon can find a gap, it's an easy triple. Easy triple for D. Gordon. So his value increases in a place like Coors at 4000 
Cesar Hernandez, 3800 versus uh, Cole, not bad at all. I'd almost say if you're going to pay 38 for Cesar, try to pay up for Gordon or Moncada. But if you can't afford it, he's still good at 38. I don't mind it at all. They like Yomer Sanchez, 3500 versus Nolasco, second base, third base, brings some power. Likes to hit. They like to put him at the top of the order versus righties, so that's a nice little piece that uh, gets overlooked a ton. Uh, Dustin Pedroia, 3500 versus Anderson, a nice little cheap option as well. I'd probably rather have Yolmer in his matchup, but it's not bad at all. If you are going to fade Weaver, Ian Happ at 34 is not bad, but I'd go to Jed Lowry, swinging a really good bat. Average 11.9 in his last 10, 11 points his last game out in Texas, facing King Felix, who is not the King Felix of old. The A's hit with a lot of power in their ballpark. The wind's uh, blowing out a bit to right center in that game. The A's team totals 470, lefties 370, righties 324 off King Felix. So Jed Lowry at 34, very solid low price option in this matchup. Same with Ruby Odor. Uh, Lowry's got more multi hit upside with some power. Odor's got the multi homer upside. So if you want like more of a quote unquote guaranteed four, five, six points, you play Lowry. If you want to go for the boom or bust, you play Odor. That's the way you're looking at it. The farther down we go, like a Benny Zobrist at 32. That's not even fading Weaver. That's just playing value. So you can go that or Descalso at 32. But try to pay up for 34 for Lowry or Odor if you can. But if you're going down, you want a ridiculous price tag? The Mariners are priced down. I don't know who was supposed to pitch for the A's because these prices are the worst I've seen. So I mentioned Yonder Alonso is 31. Robinson Cano is $3,000 for Scossett. Just play him, please. There's your play. If you're not paying up, Robinson Cano at 3000 That was like the other day when I saw Posey at like 26 DraftKings seems to be getting drunk right now. I know all these pitching changes make it difficult, and that's why like they make these prices like over like a day in advance. But, man, I don't care who's pitching. Cano at 3 k the A's don't have a pitcher that's good enough to face Cano at 3 k They don't have one. So they're drunk, basically, because there's no way that anybody in that A's rotation – Makes Cano $3,000. No way. So I have no idea what that price tag is. If, it, if they were facing the Nationals and Scherzer or Strasburg got scratched and they put in Cole or something, okay, 3K, I get it. A's, zero cents at all. Uh, yeah, Harris Salarte, 3K is a good GPP play versus Darvish. We know Salarte is power. He's second base shortstop. Uh, the Padres, lefties, 343, righties, 261 off Darvish. I'm pretty sure Salarte ran into one against him earlier this year. Azuya Hay at 29, the same theory, but I'd rather have Salarte, but they're both in play. I'm pretty sure Azuya Hay actually hit him out too. They had, they had some fun against him. They got like Ryan Goings at 27s in play. Darwin Barney at 26 versus the lefty Palm. Uh, lefties have hit Pomeranz better than righties. We know this, but Barney's had a little bit of power in the last month or so. Still very inconsistent. But 26 does have some upside. Other than that, you got these random guys like Villanueva for the Padres have been playing and playing really well. He's 2400 bucks. He's a right-handed bat, though, so keep that in mind. But he's averaging 8.4 a game. In the games, he's played 16, 5, 0, 19, 19, then a couple zeros. He's been playing pretty well since he's got called up, so keep an eye on him at 24 as a contrarian play. I know that he's beaten up on the Giants a couple times. Another not check your lineups and see what comes out, but that Robbie Cano at 3K is hard to pass up. You might have to. There might be other ways to build, but, man, you put a Cano in there at 3K with his upside, you can mix and match some serious stuff. Third base, you got Aaron Otto and Coors at 56. That's automatic uh, if you want to pay for it. 
You have Chris Bryant swinging it really well at 5K with then Jake Lamb at 48, struggling a lot, so keep that in mind. But you got Donaldson at 45 against a lefty, which we do like. We do like. Beltre's at 43 at home, so you're getting a drop down now. Um, don't mind him at all. He hasn't been lighting the world on fire. Still, it's Beltre at home, so you keep that in mind. But Bregman's 42 is not bad. Dietrich and Coors at 39. I like that quite a bit. That's a good value player. Getting the Marlins rather cheap in Coors. We got to like that. Take advantage of that while you can. Chatwood's good, but it's Coors Field, and lefties hit him very, very well. So keep that in mind. You get a guy like Brandon Phillips for Shields at 36. Not horrible in that matchup. Again, Yomer Sanchez is 35. I mentioned him earlier. Ryan Healy, 35. Then you got Joey Gallo, 3400 bucks. Serious value with that play on Joey Gallo. A guy to keep in mind for the Red Sox. A right-handed bat plays third base. Might crack the line today is Devin Marrero. A lot of people don't like him, but he has shown pop of late. I used him a few games back when he went deep at Baltimore. One for five with a solo homer. It's all it takes. He's 3300 bucks. This is his lines for you. This is why you play him in GPPs. Zero, zero, but he didn't play anything in those games. He is a defensive replacement. So his last start, a 16. Start prior to that, a 16. Start prior to that, a 5. Pinch it. I don't care about the pinch it game. Yeah. So his last three starts: five, sixteen, sixteen. Thirty-three hundred bucks facing Brett Anderson. Nice, cheap third base option. So as you're seeing, I know I keep repeating myself, but I want to drill it in your head. You can afford the guys on the mound. There are bats here if you don't play Coors. If you play Coors, but even some of the Mariners are cheap. I mean, the Marlins are cheap. But if you don't play Coors, you can make some pretty good stuff here. I'm not hating on these lineups at all. Guy like J.P. Crawford, 3,100 versus Cole in Philadelphia. I love it. I wish they wouldn't bat him eighth. His upside's so much better. Put him up in the order, damn it. But Louis Valbuena, 2,700. Matt Chapman, 2,700. Both big power bats. Valbuena in a much better spot. Doesn't mean Chapman won't outdo him, but a great spot there. Again, that Villanueva cat for the Padres. He's 2,400. Second base, third base. Eligible. Let's go check out your shortstop position as there is value all over this slate. I love slates like this. I wish there was even better pitching. I really do. I'd put some I'd put two five digit guys in play tonight. The way some of these I would take some serious gambles. I'd be so happy tonight. Shortstop, Trey Turner, fifty two hundred, not bad, but I'll probably pay it down. But that would make you super contrarian to get Trey and he'll be very, very low on tonight. And Nola has been phenomenal versus righties, so keep that in mind. A guy like Xander Bogart's quietly heating up, averaging nine points his last 10. He's 4,600 versus Anderson. The, the Red Sox could be a very, very nice uh, uh, stack. Third, or at least a couple like couple plays. Third, highest total at 538. Lefties, 457. Righties, 375 versus Anderson. And a lot of people are going to look at those higher total games. So keep an eye on uh, the Red Sox. Given they'll probably be chalky because they are the Red Sox. But you got a guy like Marwin Gonzalez at 44. Marcus Simeon at 43. He's swinging it really, really well of late. Paul DeYoung, 41. Don't mind that at all. You go down some more. You got guys like Anderson Simmons at 37s in play versus Shields. Uh, Pavaleka, if he cracks the lineup in Colorado, he's third base shortstop, 3700 bucks, Cheap piece of the Rockies lineup there. Don't hate that at all. The farther you go, though, it gets pretty bleak tonight. J.P. Crawford, again, 3,100, shortstop, third base eligible. I like that. Amarista for Colorado, if he tracks the lineup, second base shortstop at 31. Brandon Crawford, 3K versus Godley. Solarte, 3K. This is a position you might have to pay up for. Uh, Kiki Hernandez versus the lefty and Travis Wood, outfield shortstop eligible. He's 2,700. He has been hot dog poo. 
of late, averaging 1.8 his last 10. If you look at his starts, his last few starts, a 5, a 0, a 0, a 0. Then he has a bunch of pinch hitting in there. He's been really bad of late. Still a good spot against Travis Wood at 2700 if you need to go there. Shortstop, by looking at the prices, shortstop might be one of the positions to pay up at as you can save money elsewhere. You, maybe you pay up for a Bogart, a Simeon, a Mario Gonzalez. Maybe you go all the way up to a Trey Turner or a Paul DeYoung. And Arthur Simmons at 37 is about the lowest price that I really could get behind tonight without feeling really sketchy. Let's head to the outfield to wrap her up. You got Giancarlo and Coors at 58. Pray for the Rocky Mountains as he might hit them. You got Charlie Blackman and Coors at 57. Both outstanding plays. J.D. Martinez continues to crush it. I don't care who's pitching. 56. You got Hoskins at 54 in a great spot. But all those guys are going to make Mookie Betts way overlooked at 53 against Brett Anderson. I love Mookie Betts tonight. Stanton's phenomenal play. Blackman's phenomenal. Great plays. Martinez and Hoskins, really good. I love Mookie Betts at 53. Mookie Betts is on fire right now. He's at home facing that lefty. He's going to torch the monster. It's coming at 53. You get Mike Trout at 5,200 in the cell against Shields. Another great spot there. Great, great spots with those two guys that are going to get way, way overlooked. You could gamble on Benintendi at 5 if you want because Anderson might leave early and get bullpen, but that's what you're hoping for. Springer against Trashner at 5K, big upside there. Harper may be back tonight, so keep an eye on that. He's supposed to be activated any day. That's what everything I read yesterday. He was supposed to be back any day, so he's technically not in yet. If he's not in, Nola becomes even better at $8,000. Like That makes that price tag even worse. But if he's back, keep an eye. But Matt Olson, 49. Tommy Pham swinging a great bat, right-handed bat versus Lester. Keep an eye on him at uh, 4800 bucks. 2, 23, 8, 17, 21. Those are his last four games. 17 or more in three of four. Swinging a good bat. 4,800 versus Leicester. You like Gerardo Parra, Coors at 45. Ozuna and Coors at 45. Both intriguing options there. Althair at 44. He's hitting everybody. Prefer him versus lefties, but he's on fire. He's 44, but who I'd be paying for at 44 is Justin Upton. Or he's at 43. Against Big game, big game James in the cell, Upton is on Fire back to back games. A home is three homers in the last two games, 21 28 in those games. Crushing baseballs, love him in that matchup at 4,300 bucks, getting a nice little discount for some ungodly reason. Josh Reddick at 43, very nice upside on that matchup. Schwarber's 42 for power. K with the Chris Davis at 4K versus King Felix. I'm pretty sure he's had a couple homers off Felix. That's one. We'll get to the BVP on that one, but that could be some nice value. Same with Christian Yellick in Coors. Another Marlins bat relatively cheap. He's getting priced like he's at home. Christian Yellick's 4K in Coors. Very nice stuff there. So, yeah, if you want to stack the Marlins instead of the Rockies in Coors, another option to be quite contrarian. Maybe stack a couple of Marlins, including Giancarlo, sprinkle in a little Blackman, maybe some Carlos Gonzalez. Could get interesting. You got Fisher at 38 if he's in the lineup versus Kashner. I do like that one. Rajay Davis hits lefties well if he cracks the lineup for the Boston Red Sox at 38. I can see that being a play. The farther down, you like a Chris Taylor for the Dodgers at 3,700 versus Travis Wood is not bad at all at that price point. You got out a little farther. Nick Williams for the Phillies at 3,600 versus Cole is very, very solid at that price tag. I don't mind Garcia for the White Sox at 35 versus Nolasco. We like him versus lefties and righties, but still not a bad spot versus Nolasco. Like Williams a lot at 36. That's a really good-looking play. 
Go to the likes of like Randall Gritchick at 34 versus Leicester. Matt Joyce at 34 versus King Felix. Very solid plays there. Mitch Hanniger's only 34 versus Gossett. Get down to our cheap Mariners again. So keep an eye on Hanniger at 34. Go down a little farther. Ben Revere, Cole Calhoun at 33. If that power against Shields, I like that a lot. I know Calhoun's been pretty quiet of late. 10 points his last time out, averaging 5 points his last 10. Still lots of power. Easily could take big game James deep at 33. Ben Revere's not bad. He's been pretty cold. I'd rather have Calhoun at the moment, both in play. Denard Span at 33 versus Godley could be a nice contrarian option in that matchup as well. Mentioned Zobris already at 32. Odebel Herrera. At 3,200 against Cole. Very solid play there. He's been on a bit of a slump of late. He was hot about two weeks ago. So keep an eye on him. Especially if he's still batting in the middle of that order. Or I think he's batting fifth or sixth the other day. Still on a bad spot at that price tag against Cole in Philadelphia. Great In Citizen Bank. Good ball flying there. We got Kevin Pillar at 3,100 versus Palms. I can get behind if you want to fade Pomerantz for some reason. Ben Gamble at 3K versus Gossett. Good upside there at that price point. Stephen Piscotti and Harrison Bader, both 2,900 for the Cardinals. More value versus Leicester. There's other games I'm looking to target. Like, okay, Kanoa 3K was bad. Nelson Cruz, $2,900 versus Gossett. Nelson Cruz, $2,900. The good thing is, is people that don't listen to stuff like this or read articles or pay touts because paying touts is just not a smart thing. But if because there's so much free stuff out there, but if you do, more power to you. But um, most people, most uh, just regular run of the mill guys, they look at like the top thousand dollars, maybe fifteen hundred, and they pick a guy and move. This is why you listen to stuff like this. Nelly Cruz at twenty nine, stupid. Go down a little farther and see what we can find. If not, we'll look at the lineups later because something always will come out. Teoscar Hernandez twenty seven hundred bucks leading off for the. Blue Jays against Pomeranz. I've been using him a lot. It's hit or miss, but he's got good power and a good, good bat. Uh, Kiki Hernandez again, 2,700. Uh, Jared Parker, 26 versus Godley. Mac Williamson's been hitting it well of ladies, 2,600. 20 point game yesterday. It's righty righty, preferred versus lefties, but the kids been getting playing time, so keep an eye on him. Because we don't know how long Godley's actually going to go for. I think he'll go a while just because they want to at least his last start. The weekend's going to be the interesting starts. Weekend might just not be worth playing. But say Victor Robles cracks the lineup at 22. I don't hate it. I don't want to fade Nola, but it's a good value play there. Other than that, check your lineups and see what comes out. As more value will come, especially as the week goes on, you're going to get some really, really major like AAA type lineups. So there you have it. Let's recap your pitching. Up top, Godley, Nola. Weaver, Pomeranz, play them all, mix and match. But that's the order I have them in. Down below, Cole, Nolasco, Wood. Wood, again, comes intriguing if the Dodgers put out, like, the C team. Let's take a look at your BVP. If you're playing the day slate, it's the Royals-Yankees, Melky Cabrera, 6 for 16, two homers off CC. The other day game is the Braves and the Mets. There's not a ton of BVP there. Let's go to the night game. We got Cesar Hernandez, 4 for 8 off of Cole. Not a lot of stuff there. Daniel Murphy, 8 for 20, 400 average, 3 doubles, a triple, and a homer off Nola. Worth 7 for 19, 2 homers. Michael A. Taylor, 3 for 10. Rendon's taking him deep. Nothing else too crazy there. Eduardo Nunez, 3 for 6, 2 doubles off Brett Anderson, but I don't think he'll be playing. Pedroia, 6 for 18, 2 doubles, hitting 333. 
Uh, not a ton with the Blue Jays. Barwin, Darwin Barney, 4 for 12. Smoke, 4 for 9 with a double. Nick Marquez is 3 for 6. So that's a double header. It's not on our slate. Joey Gallo, 2 for 4 with a double off McCuke. Uh, Chu, 3 for 9 with a homer. Beltre, 6 for 17. Two doubles. Rugio Dor, 7 for 20 with a double and a homer. Elvis Andrews, 6 for 18. Mazzara, 3 for 8. So lots to like with Texas. Altuve, 8 for 18. Two doubles and a homer off Cashner. Guriel, 4 for 9. Two doubles. Beltran, 6 for 15. A double and a homer. McCann, 7 for 19 with a double off of Trashner. Saladino, 3 for 6 with a homer off Nolasco. Abreu, 5 for 17. A double and two homers. Trout and Upton have taken shields deep. DeYoung... Molina, Pham, Piscotti, Jericho, Grichik, all right-handed bats in the Cardinals lineup have taken Lester deep. As we scroll through the rest of the slate, Stanton's taken Chatwood deep. So has A.J. Ellis, of all people. Brandon Drury, 5-for-7 off Cueto. Lamb, 6-for-16, two doubles, two homers. Pollock, 3-for-7 with a double. Goldschmidt, 7-for-27, two doubles, two homers off of Cueto. Lots to, to think about there. And the farther, like Pence has taken Godly deep, but not a lot of experience. Only a couple guys have faced Godly. Simeon, 7 for 25, three homers off King Felix. Jed Lowry hitting only 239. He's got two doubles and a homer. Matt Joyce, two doubles and a homer. Connor with a homer. Oh, Robin Cano, 3K versus Gossett, you say. He's 4 for 5 with a double and a homer. Nelson Cruz, 1 for 3 with a homer. Yep, pricing's on point. Puig, 4 for 7 off Wood. Ethier, 3 for 9 and 2 doubles. Utley, 1 for 11. That one is a home run. Eric Ibar, 13 for 32. Three doubles and two homers off Darvish. So keep him in mind. Yeah, Azuya took him deep. He's 1 for 2 with a homer. He took him deep his last time out. But Ibar, that's some interesting BVP. If he cracks the lineup, he's ridiculously cheap. Ridiculously cheap. So there you have it. MLB DFS Quick Hits Monday edition. Hit us up on Twitter at TheSportsDGens, TheSportsDGens.com. Had tons of good stuff for you guys last week. We'll do it again this week. No PGA this week. we got the President's Cup. So always pressing, taking a week off to get ready for the fall swing. But you'll have everything else this week uh, around the bases. You'll have the two-point conversion. You'll have your Saturday edge. We'll have NASCAR. UFC's got a break. But we'll have all your NFL stuff, power rankings, Survivor. You name it, we've got it. Uh, tons of DFS with Nate Time and everybody else, Taco. So get it in. Hit us up on Twitter at TheSportsDGens, TheSportsDGens.com. Hit me up at BDNTrick. Help you out the best I can as we're finishing up this week. But as you guys know, you guys hit me up with season-long fantasy, football, baseball. So hit me up at DFS. I'll help you where I can. But let's get at it. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, September 25th edition. I'm out.